1: Everybody's doing good. The Profanity Nation podcast, the voice professional fan money Mike. How are you
4: doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Good going great. Lakers playing good ball. That's all I care about.
1: Step pat, how <laughs> you, you know, feeling?
4: Man. We in this
1: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. We in this bitch. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, everybody. Tonight, we have a great show. Uh, We are going to talk about the mega trade that took place in the NBA. If you don't know what that is, then stick with us. And we're going to go ahead and talk about, of course, the Lakers rolling. There's a little bit of football happening, if you're not aware. But let's first get started here. We have a guest with us today, and we're definitely going to introduce him. We are happy to introduce. Let's introduce here. Oh,
3: Antonio Williams. Antonio, how are you doing today? Hey, Gentlemen, I'm doing very well. Jeff, Stat Pat, Money Mike, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I want to say this as well. You guys blessed me with with a, a an incredible T-shirt that I actually wore on air for one of my shows. It'll be making another appearance very soon. And uh, I certainly got to have you guys on. We got to return the favor. Oh, yeah, Appreciate it, man. man. Absolutely. Great.
1: Well, we're really thankful for having you on. Uh, we've been working on it for a little while, but we're really thankful that you're here with us. There's so much to talk about. First, let's get started with Antonio a little bit. Antonio is a former ESPN writer, uh, NBA scout with the Suns. He's done stuff with NFL football. A- explain a little bit about your background, because it is a broad, wide bi- background
3: there in sports. Go ahead and tell us a little bit. Appreciate that. And uh, Cliff Notes version, uh, I've been fortunate enough to, uh, after going to high school in Southern California, like everybody that, that works in this in this world, I wanted to become general manager of the Lakers and take over the world. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so that's what I wanted to do. But I, I can say this, and um, I played this game at a, at a pretty high level. Um, and also, too, with that and getting involved in other areas of sports, as I was looking to kind of sit in that seat as a scout and become a GM um, and getting in those other areas, I actually developed interest in those other areas. And it's great because when I talk to an athlete or when I talk to a front office exec, exec, or let's say a basketball player, I have touched literally every point in the cycle that a player will touch in terms of being a player, uh, interacting with the media when I was at ESPN, writing and scouting, working for a brand. I worked in basketball at Nike. Of course, working for a team, I also started and led a uh, financial ma- a basketball division for a major financial management company as well. <laughs> so all of those things have allowed me to put meat on the bone and, and really be able to relate to that athlete at every sort of intersection of their career for sure. That's, that's, ama-
4: that's amazing. And so that's, you have a whole lot of experience
1: in a whole lot of areas. Um, you're very lucky with that. You've been working hard. Been I appreciate working hard it. I for a while. I appreciate it. Been working hard for a while. And of course, let's that's just... how this industry is. Oh yeah. And, and let everyone know. We'll, we'll definitely get back to this again. But just so, so everyone who's listening at the beginning of the show, please let them know where uh, they can keep up with you because you do you do host. You are the host of the Antonio Williams Show, and you're also very active on Instagram. So let's just get that out there right now, so everyone knows where they can find you and, and who they're listening to.
3: So, yes, yeah, so you can plug in and, and tap into my show. That's on, uh, on vocal. That's V-O-K-A-L, and that's vocal with a K, sort of like Nelly. I know Nelly's kind of back in, in the uh, public eye with the challenge, and I won't say the whole thing, but anyway, he's back in with the challenge. So it's V-O-K-A-L, and it's the Antonio Williams Show, and we're talking about all sorts of things in sports. We're talking about basketball, football, baseball, talking about fashion we're talking about branding all of those things and on ig of course you can find me at Sports. nothing creative i want to make it easy for people to find me so i'm there and i'm posting a lot of things i'm posting some of my shows i also do a thing where it's give people their flowers so once a week i'm posting about a current player or a legend that we should recognize because of not, not only their impact on the field and on the court, but what they've done off the field or off the court as well.
4: Awesome, man. You know, it, it, like I said, the, it, you I know you probably give a whole lot of different advice to players and stuff when you have the opportunity to meet them, huh?
3: I, I do. I do, money, Mike. You know, and, and it's one of the things I like to say is is for me is, is there, there's a right answer, there's a wrong answer, and there's a real answer. And I like to major in the real. So when I'm giving those answers, I, I really try – and give players and their families as well, When, I, especially when I was at ESPN and at Nike, when you're building those relationships, because mm. when you're coming through this pipeline, there's nothing that can prepare you for, forget being a professional athlete, just being recruited. Let's take basketball. Less than 3% of uh, high school basketball players play in college on any level. So when you're getting recruited, it, it, it's very easy to sort of get lost in the sauce. So you got to have people Around you that understand the process and can give right. you real information, so you can make the right uh, decision for yourself. So, yeah, I try to major in that real, for sure.
4: Yeah, yeah. You know that that's that that's always a benefit because you know, and then when you come out of college and then you go and have an opportunity to you know make money that you've never seen before, you know, everybody needs to understand the money management part of it. And I think that's probably the biggest aspect. When you say, oh,
3: is no question about it because. You know, Here's the thing, even when you watch when ESPN did that uh, that 30 for 30 call broke, all of the yeah. onus and the focus was on the uh, spending of the players. And literally, when you rank, so that puts the spending at the forefront. But when you rank why professional athletes go broke, spending in terms of them buying homes, buying cars, whatever the case may be, that's actually fourth or fifth on the list. The wow. number one reason why they go broke It's because the people that they entrust to manage their finances and all that stuff, Pat, they they entrust those people. Those Mm -hmm. people actually steal from them and overcharge them for those services. That's the number one reason why they go broke. But if you keep all the onus and focus on the spending habits, it keeps clear to be able to continue to steal from them.
0: Okay.
4: Yeah, well, you know, I can see that because they say, hey, you you got that. You can afford this. And then, then the the player wants to be like the other player that's already been in the league for 10 years. You know, it, it's, it, they see them coming.
3: Yeah, you know, and the other thing, too, to your point there, the other thing is, you know, it's pretty – it's personal for the most part in almost every industry. It's personal in terms of how much a, a person makes with the exception of professional athletes. If you can Google their salary, you can pocket hustle, meaning you can count their money. And and when you can count their money, that leaves them open for people to take advantage of them and people to steal from them. You know, uh, I'm saying you can go down the list of players that have had issues with financial management people. Uh, Tim Duncan was suing his guy for $20 million. You know, Kevin Durant sued his guy for 9 and $10 million. Rihanna was doing the same thing. The, that's the number one reason why people go broke. It's not buying cars and buying houses. It's not that.
0: So it's just those uh, uh, greedy agents uh, or, you know, financial uh, planners are just uh, taking advantage of them. Because, you know, uh, most of them, when they come out of college, they're not financially literate. So, you know, they that financial liter- literacy is really a, a key, um, like you said, to keeping money in their pocket. Because, you know, you, you hear those stories where sometimes those uh, uh, college job players, Go in, they decide they don't want a uh, an agent. They're just going to go ahead and right. appreciate themselves. And you're, right. you're like, well, some somebody's gotten to that brother or that person early. You know, he, he's not right. going in there. Right. You know, you know, as a fool, he actually is. Um, uh, you know, actually a little savvy. He un- understands how to maneuver. So, but yeah, no you. Question. It was kind of like uh, when you hear someone back in the day where some of those NFL players were get, having retirement funds. And they was like, right. what is that about? Like, why would they have a retirement fund? And then now you see, you know, of course, now you see that they're reaping the benefit of that, but more people should do that. I mean, because, you know, they have the money to to have generational wealth. So there's no real reason right. for them to not be able to take care of everyone in their family if they do it right. They have the money, they have it, you know, it's disposable. So, you know it's good to have people like you, uh, other people that are looking out for the
3: athlete. No, no question. And, you know, so to your point, stat, Pat. you know, even if you take it off the field or off the court, look at people that just win the lottery. These are just normal people. So when you talk about from a financial literacy standpoint, for someone to literally overnight become a multimillionaire, and this is not just athletes, these are people that win the lottery. How many times do we see people winning the lottery? Then they end up broke. Right. right. So. Uh, right. So it's that financial literacy is something that's not just specific to professional athletes. That's people in general. And, yeah. and, and that's part of the reason why lottery people that win the lottery all, oftentimes lose their money. Because when you have the money, that's when people in the financial industry show up to help you spend it. And, and, and it's not just, you know, your family members or a friend or something. It is literally people that you would entrust to not only maintain your wealth, but help you grow your wealth. They actually siphon it off from you. And and, and so you have to have a level of, of, of financial literacy, even if you are entrusting someone else to really uh, not only safeguard it, but help you grow it. I say this to players all the time, you know. You have an agent for negotiating because when you're playing at that professional level, again, I just alluded to it. When you're playing in high, going to college, less than 3% of players that play in high school play in college on any level. Right. So yeah. when you go to, uh, to, to the NBA, the numbers spin out even more. Right? right. So with that being said, the amount of focus that it requires for you to do something that only four hundred and seventy people in the world do. We've had like 75 or so, 76 or so NBA seasons. We just eclipsed 4,000 people that have ever played in the NBA. 4,000 people that have ever played in the NBA. Wow. So the amount of focus that it takes to get to that level, you, you, it, it behooves you to have a person that represents you from a co- contractual standpoint off the floor because you have to have an insane amount of fo- focus to do what you do on the floor. And I tell players, the same thing. You need to look at your, a- your your financial people the same way you look at your agent. You should have look at them and grade them like an agent, but they're just an agent for your money. And I say mm-hmm. to them, if you have an agent and you're good enough to play in the NBA, and this agent hasn't found you a job, what would you do? You would leave that agent. You need to go. You need to govern your money the same way. If you're seeing that this person is 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 doing some things that that are unsavory, or they can't answer some questions, then you need to leave them. Mm -hmm. And and, and that's one of the things that players should understand. Approach your money the same way you approach your career.
1: I agree. That is great stuff, Antonio. Everybody, hang with us really quick. We need to pay a bill really quick, Antonio, so don't go anywhere, okay? We'll be right back. That is really great information. We will be right back. (laughs)
5: So you think your sneakers look good, huh? Check
1: this out. (laughs) Even
5: the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers.
0: Can I get a holla, holla?
5: So how do you take your boring, regular sneakers and convert them to unique, dynamic sneakers that will stand out? Yo, that answer is easy. You need to g- g- get laced with Get Laced Shoelaces. Yes, Visit getlacelaces.com or check us out on Instagram at GetLace. underscore.
1: Welcome back to the show. That wasn't too bad. Let's bring Antonio Williams right back in here. Antonio, are you with us still? I'm right here. I'm in the saddle. I'm All tired. right. Excellent. Excellent. We are having a a little bit of audio issues here, so I'm sorry. Thank you for dealing with us and and handling that, Antonio. No problem. Thank you for being with us and uh, being patient. Sorry
3: about that. No, no worries at all. No worries at All all. This is awesome. I appreciate, again, you guys sharing the platform.
1: All right. Perfect. Perfect. All right, guys. So uh, we're talking a lot about your background, a lot of how you can assist athletes and your knowledge. Um, Let's just talk about some sports. How about that? Let's get into that. Uh, There's so much to talk about here. Uh, As you know, we're a Lakers channel and, um, we focus on Lakers, but we're all NBA and also South Bay. We're actually a lot of G League here, yeah. we're actually. That's how we started, to be honest with you. Um, but the Lakers are rolling. Let's, let's just be honest. They're a championship team. They're playing like it. They have the swagger. Uh, what does it look like from outside of La La Land? Of course, we're in our Lakers-LA bubble over
3: here, <laughs> but what does it look like from outside of uh, that bubble? Hey, it, it looks great. And um, I, I I like what I see thus far. Um, you know, one of the things with, I, I think, if there's an area where people can, can underrate LeBron, it's, it's in his ability to you really unite a team and, and uh, make sure that everyone is sort of uh, operating on one accord. And I think people underrate him on in that uh, because there's so much in terms of, of coverage of LeBron and people that say sort of disparaging things about him that people really don't talk about his ability to bring a team together. Um, so, one of the things that I was concerned about that they've um, re- been able to remedy really quickly is, you know, of course, those additions on uh, on free agent additions that, that they uh, made on paper look great. I was a little bit concerned about um, the fact that with them losing JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, they were giving up some athleticism on the front line. And, and I was a little bit concerned about that, given the fact that when you watch them play, they can go through some lows shooting the ball. And sometimes right. their best offensive strategy was to get it on, shoot it, get it on the glass, and let those guys go get it. And, and yeah. um, so I was a little bit concerned about that earlier. And and uh, time will tell if that becomes a concern as we continue to uh, prog- progress through the season. But um, hey, I, I like what I see a lot. And I'll say this about Montrez Harrell in particular. Love that signing. Love that addition. I'm going to say this. I think people really – um, talk about his defensive deficiencies a little bit too much. I think it's overblown and overrated. Number one, this guy was in the top 20 or top 25 in block shots last year. That's number one. And, and we're talking about an undersized four. Sometimes they play him at the five. And, and the second thing is another way to protect the paint and, and uh, protect the rim is taking charges. And yeah. this dude was amongst the league's leaders in ch- taking charges last year. And he's doing it again this year. So, and, and I think people really undervalue that. They underestimate that. So, I, I really like that addition in, in terms of not only the score that he gives them, not only the attitude in the moxie, but he's better defensively than what people give him credit for. Absolutely. He
1: brings an offensive threat. That's for sure. Um, no question. Now, the Lakers are 11 and 3 overall. We talk about that they lost that rim protection. And we yeah. talked about that last week because, I mean, you can't hide it. They lost the rim protection. Right. And- it hasn't really hurt them yet. It's still early, but it's also early in a shortened season. Um, right. it, it hasn't really affected their 11-3 overall. They're undefeated on the road. Their defense is number one in the league yeah but it's two types of different defenses that we're talking about though we're
4: talking about i mean they on the ball defense is amazing yeah you know? that's what's you know up. And, and and that's what they're putting their focuses on yeah you know the double team the splits and all that and, and getting into passing lanes that's amazing but if that breaks down they have they still have no room protection and right. that's what's going to affect them in the playoffs you know because it's you know in the playoffs it's a whole nother season in itself where you be able to you know, skiing differently because you have coaches that's focusing on what your weaknesses are, and that's what concerns me. You know, not regular season, but for the playoffs.
0: What I did see, though, um, you know, the fact that we were saying that shot and would have been an issue, the, they're number one in, in like you said, defensive rating, and the fact that they have um the on ball defense has just stepped up tremendously. That is where I don't think that we thought that we were going to improve as much as we did. Now, we, I mean, we're, we're talking like, yeah, we just improved. We really improved a lot. And the fact that you have THT uh, contributing, you have Caruso, um, Wes Matthews coming off the bench. When they come off the bench, they boost leads. They don't give up the leads like they were before. And it's not a letdown. No, it's not. And so you that's saw true. just the game we saw before, like last, I think the game, the last game. The bench came in there and blew the doors off the game. And that was because of the defense. That because of him getting, like you said, Mike, getting in the passing lanes um, and and, and Kareem having it that way. And which I do, and I can't forget um, Schroeder. Schreuder. Schroeder's also playing great defense. I mean, we have a good four-guard we rotation. Go. We finally you know? have
1: our point guard. Yeah. <laughs> the Lakers never had their point guard right. since Derek <laughs> Christian, they finally got their point guard. So it's so, I mean. I know right. that might
0: be, um, you know, something that we were talking about, you know, uh, the shot blocking. But, I mean, in the playoffs, well, let's be honest, uh, um, Anthony Davis is going to be the center. So, right. that being the case, that's going to take away a little bit of that, you know, that rim protection. we always going to have somebody that's going to be able to flash on the pick and roll and to be able to recover and be able to get to the rim and block and affect shots. So, um Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that we have – the, you know, we're doing as well as we are because this is – I mean, you knew we were going to be good, but we look really, really, really good. We're blowing teams out, and we're playing not at full strength. We're just getting –
1: right. Well, I was just going to say even AD says that he just – he feels like they're just now – they're starting to get a little bit of rhythm going uh, and feel for the game. I I don't I, I watch a lot of uh, basketball. I think we all do. Is there another team out there that's performing at such a high level, but also looking like they're having as much fun with that that chemistry?
3: Not yet, and, and um, you know, only time will tell when we see with Brooklyn. I know we're going to get to them, uh, but not yet. And and um, again, it's really and and I don't want to continue to keep heaping all the praise on him, but you know, there, there's always been this narrative again out there about LeBron with man, you know, the environment is toxic around him. That was one of the things that KD said. And, and there's always been this narrative about, man, you know, it's tough playing with LeBron. Well, I have news for you. When you're playing with the generational talent, it's, it's, there is a culture of expectations with any generational talent. And, and But LeBron has done it in a way where he empowers guys. And this isn't something that just started in L.A. Um, he empowers guys to be the best versions of themselves. When he was in Cleveland, the best version of themselves when he was in Cleveland and they went to the finals the first time, Booby Gibson, he, he was the best version of himself. Um, and, and the list goes on and on with guys, Tristan Thompson, you know, the list goes on and on with guys that are role players, but when they play with LeBron, because he is such a basketball savant, he can do the things that he can do. Those other guys are the best versions of themselves and it allows them to feel connected. and allows them to feel involved. And, and, and that's the way that when they're all pushing in the right, in the same direction, that really helps kind of speed up chemistry and all those things. So um, no, there isn't a team that's having as much fun as them. And uh, you know, one thing, you guys said something that I wanted to talk about, you know, when you talk about your South Bay roots and I know you guys talk about them a lot. An underrated aspect of the Los Angeles Lakers is think about this, of course, they are the major market in the NBA. There's no question about that. And they've been the major market in the NBA for a long, long time. This didn't just start with Kobe and LeBron. Um, so rest in rest power, Kobe. Um, the Lakers have been this for a long, long time. So, again, when you are that that marquee market, there is that becomes somewhat of a pressure cooker as well. But. Throughout that pressure cooker, one of the things that the Lakers have been able to do, and they've leveraged this, whether it's South Bay or whether it's on the parent club, the Lakers have majored in player development. Kyle Kuzma, right? Of course, yeah, Alex Baker Caruso, Russo,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, TNT, mm-hmm. right?
3: Even oh, keep right it Thomas Bryant
1: on Washington.
3: Exactly. The Lakers have majored in player development, and yeah. and so. Yes, you know, there's all this focus on the Lakers going out and being able to land big stars, whether that's through free agency or trade. Yes, they've been able to do that adeptly. But they have also majored in that player development standpoint, and I think that's very underrated. And people don't talk about that. And they're leveraging that right now.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they're doing a good job in that because, like, you know, we always joke around with because, you know, we're South Bay Lakers season ticket owners. We've been watching Players. Alex Caruso for years so right, you know, so everybody like oh my god, the ball mama it was like, Man, we've been we've known them. That's old news, you hmm. know. We talk about THT now, you still don't know screw Right. So yeah, so it, 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 it's it's a great thing to see though, uh when THT got the opportunity to go out there. And you know, people were calling me like, man, Mike, you've been telling me about this guy THT for a while. I said, I told you, man. You know, we're we, we all have, the money, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, I, I bought I bought THT um um sports car because I knew how good he could be, you know. So that 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 just proves it right there.
1: Well, one of our fellow uh season ticket holders here, Seth Brown, uh he's he joins the show and he comments here. Also, we have Ivacus uh, Zubac. Came from, yeah. from, from that, yeah. uh, you know, you have, uh, like I said, Thomas Bryant, Caruso, THD, and I know we're free. oh, well, Gary Payton, the second, which is also made it to Washington. I think he's back in the G right, right. now. But, um, you know, you, you, you that's absolutely right, player development, but it starts before that. It right. starts with the scouting. It starts with mm-hmm. the drafting. And that goes all the way back. We can start naming Jordan uh, Clarkson's. Uh, uh, we can start naming all sorts of players yeah. that, they've, that they've pulled and they've bought a, a second round pick and pulled out a gem. Yep. That, that not only right. Is, is, right. They may not be on the Lakers, but they're still playing. They're still playing right. for good contracts. They're still signed. They're still doing a good job. Yeah, and I want to go ahead and uh,
0: just touch back on um, Alex Caruso, and um, and one thing that I thought that really is 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 being uh, highlighted now is that he must have put in a lot of work in the gym for his jump shot, because yeah. I mean that was his Achilles' heel when he was on the court. It's like you loved his defense, you gave him that, and it was almost like when he missed a three point shot, ba- you know, last year, it was like, oh, come on, little buddy. You know, you were kind of, like, rooting for him. Right, right, him. Shot. Like, the shot wasn't his shot. But, you know, everything else was, like, top-notch. His defense was, you know, was nice. Right. But now, you know, they're sagging off of him because they're thinking it's the same Caruso from last year. And the boy put in work. And now he's hitting over 50% right. from threes. And he's shooting good two, three sh- threes a game. It's not like he's only going, yeah, that, no, you know. He's shooting, a good he's shooting a good, like, four threes a game. And he's shooting over 50% of those. And that's all you need. If you could have somebody and that's all we were asking and they're wide open threes, and that's all we would I mean, I always go back to this guy, but uh, he's never he's never gonna leave me. He, he haunts my, my dreams, man. Uh Danny Green. I uh, mean the dude. Yeah the, the fact yeah. that all you have to do is what they're doing right now, bro. And you, we probably right. wouldn't. Right. Have hey, but right. the thing we is, say
4: we say that fifteen million got dude, to that my real goodness, quick. man. Bro, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I can't over I short, mean, I like that. Jesus. I like that. All right. <laughs>
3: Go ahead, please. Go ahead, Jeff. No, you go, Antonio. Really quick. I'm just going to say this really quick as well. The other thing that deserves a lot of credit as well, too, is when you talked about, Jeff, the scouting, and, and um, when you talk about what the Lakers were actually doing was scouting a particular uh, skill set that, that really gets undervalued. They were scouting two things, basketball IQ, and people that inherently love basketball. And and so when you scout those, now in those players, sometimes you scout those and you see players that have that and they may need a little bit of time to hit their stride. Here's the thing that I was going to touch on as well. The only way that you get a little bit of time for those players to hit their stride, talking about the management, talking about the coaches, the only way that you get that time for those players to hit their stride is the ownership has to give you the leeway to allow those players to develop. So shout out to when Jeannie took, you know, became the 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 uniting voice. The whole a lot of the things that that otherwise, if you don't have her as that voice, exercising that patience with the co- the coaching staff and the uh, the uh, people that are selecting the players. What happens is, and I know this is being the scout. What happens is now. Every time you're making a decision, you're not making a decision from a position of power. You're making a decision from a position of panic Mm, because you're always thinking about this person above me not being happy with, okay, yeah, we got a guy. It's going to take him a while, but we have a guy. And Mm -hmm. when Genie sort of took over and united everything, that gave that room, that gave the Lakers the room to get those diamonds in the rough and allowed them to develop.
2: Mm.
4: Right. right. Yeah,
3: we had
1: uh, South Bay. Well, we, we need to get off Lakers really quick here, but we have we had a South Bay uh, strength coach Misha Cave on the show. And, and we asked him because we're South Bay fans. We go to games and a lot of times it's really hard to be a fan for a G League team because they don't always have their players. And most of the time they don't have their best players because they get pulled up. So, so any right. given game, even in the playoffs, you don't have your top three players. Sorry, go play. It is how it is. So we asked him, you know, is it? What do they focus on? Are they really focused? Kobe Carl's the coach of South Bay. Is he focused right. on player development? Is he focused focused on wins? And of course, it's player development. Wins are important. No and that is frustrating for the coaching staff. He acknowledged, but it's it's player development, and and like you said, it shows absolutely, no,
3: absolutely, no question.
1: No all right. Let's get to the fun talk because yeah. the talk of the town, the the, the, juice, the, the, the the talk of the town here has been uh, the mega trade that everyone's kind of been waiting on and then thought wouldn't happen and then kind of waited on. And then, of course, it did happen. And we're going to go ahead and get someone. on. Who do we got on the phone? Is this, uh, we're going to have son come on the phone. All right. We have someone from Houston on the phone here. Sun. <laughs> Hey guys, you got to check out the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. It's a family-owned and operated pre-ICO, Prop D-compliant, and recreational collective serving Chatsworth, the San Fernando Valley, and the surrounding Los Angeles areas. They offer discounts for all our veterans and seniors 55 plus, as well as first-time patient and referral discounts. You can order online at purelifesfv.org. That's purelifesfv.org.
6: Hey, what's up, Profanity Nation?
1: What's going,
0: hey, on, hey,
1: what's going on, we, we we have have Sean? Hey, what's going on? We have Sean Qureshi on the phone. Uh, Sean is the owner of the iCar Wash in Houston. And we, uh, uh, Sean, we have Antonio Williams online here. How are you doing tonight, Sean? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a crazy
4: week for me. Yeah, yeah, I bet, yeah, bet. you've been busy. I, I, I'm pretty sure you've been busy out there. Go ahead and tell everybody, uh, what, what promotion you were given this week.
6: So, uh, we're trashing Harden. Uh, if you bring your jerseys to our car wash, I'm going to give you our top wash uh, We're over here in 1960 45, but uh, yeah, Harden did us wrong. Uh, We don't like
4: it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He did you wrong because you guys were definitely loyal. So he definitely did you wrong.
4: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Because, you know, I got to say, man, I mean, look, uh, Harden had everybody. He had Chris Paul. He had Dwight Howard. Help <laughs> um, me out, Stat Pat. Who else? Oh, yeah, he team? didn't have Westbrook. Yeah, <laughs> Westbrook. Westbrook. You know, yeah. like, so, I mean, that, i you know, I'm obviously a Laker fan, so, but, so, but I feel your pain <laughs> and, and out there in Houston because I'm like, dude, we gave you everything and now you want to just go and quit on us? You know, I, I, I couldn't imagine if we had a player like that that would do something like that uh, to us, man. I, you guys should. I mean, them. In, this,
6: in this day and age, you know, Players are getting away with a lot. And that's great. You know, you're a great player. You know, there's a lot of, lot of you know, extracurriculars with Harden that the media and everybody just kind of look to the side we ignore. Mm-hmm. You know, we just want a player that's going to play for us. And, and you know, it, it, you, uh, you, I don't know how you guys see the series going, but plenty of times we've seen if something doesn't go his way, he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he'll just walk to the other side of the court. He'll just give up in the playoff game. And you can tell. You can yeah. tell. I mean, the man can play. You know, he can play, but his heart's just not in it for, you know, at, at times, and it's really frustrating.
4: Yeah, you know, um, that that's how I am. I, you know, my, my mantra, you know, this is Money Mike, I'm, my mantra is hard over talent all the time, you <laughs> know, and, 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 you know, that's the most disappointing thing because I actually loved Harden's game. I loved how he affected the game, and, you know, I talk about that all the time. You know, he gets everybody in foul trouble, he mates, people make adjustments but the fact that you just kind of just want to quit on the team and decide that you're not going to um you know score 20 points tonight it is it, it, that that just burns me up and that's actually i would never if i was a GM or an owner i wouldn't trade it for that dude because i don't you know just the mentality that he has i don't want that i don't i don't want somebody that that is to me i see it that's toxic on my team i totally agree and you know like this guy, I mean, he's got, like I said, he has skill,
6: but he's he's going to be another Kyrie. Things aren't going his way. The Nets are going to learn it too. KD's going to learn it too. He's not the same guy he was in Oklahoma City. Houston changed him. They let him do all these things. He could cancel practice. He could not show up. There's other professionals on your team. you got to respect those guys. What is this guy doing? Sorry, all, right, uh, all, right, all
1: right, all right. Hang so- on, I got it. Antonio. Antonio, is he spoiled? Is James Harden spoiled?
3: Um, I I think, I think you guys, uh, I think, Sean, you're on to something in terms of um, James sort of being empowered in Houston. And, and, um, you know, I I think that that's correct. Um, I can say this as well. When you have, when you are trying to win the title, when you're trying to win the title, you got to have at least two guys on the team. And there have been a few exceptions, but you got to have at least two guys, one or two guys on the team that are in that conversation the top 20, top 30, top 40 guys that have ever laced them up. And when you have an opportunity to get one, if you're if you're the Nets and you have an opportunity to get one without giving up one, you have to explore that every day of the week and twice on Sundays too.
4: Yeah, so, you know, here's my thing, look. I I hate the concept of the big 3, you know, the you know, uh the players being becoming the GM. I I absolutely hate that. Um uh, but and then LeBron, you know,
2: I Yeah,
4: I look. Everybody knows me historically. I'm I I usually say disparaging things about a lot of things that LeBron does, <laughs> but I will tell you this, man. LeBron did it right when he, he did the big three. He said, "Look, I'm a forward. I need a guard and a center." You know he he got he got three players that don't play his position. You know that's when when you go when you have Harden going over that. That's why it was funny when Barkley was like dribble 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 dribble. Harden's a point guard. Harden needs the ball. So he's going to go to another player who needs the ball to be effective. That's not going to work. Just like, so you know, they
0: could go ahead and give it to the point forward.
4: Right. <laughs> who needs the ball. <laughs> that needs right. the ball. Right. <laughs> and that's been proven like even when we had Westbrook. Everybody like is Westbrook, you know, it's like everybody turning it back on Westbrook and then as soon as he went to and played his position, he was able to get double-doubles and triple-doubles again. Right then, Sean. Yeah, so <laughs> I I mean, I totally agree with that. But it's especially,
6: especially noticeable in the playoffs. This guy leads the league in 20% performances. The only person, the only (laughs) thing that's harder than Harden in the playoffs is the vacuums in my car wash.
4: I love it. Okay. I, I, I love that's, heard the, heard that's, the,
0: that's the one right there. That was, that was good. Yeah.
1: So, so, so Sean, what are you going to do with all the jerseys?
6: So uh, first, I was going to burn them. I was really mad that day when I when I saw that stuff because I was really hoping he'd you know come around. I was going to burn them, but uh, you know, like talking to a lot of people in the community, uh, you know, and cooling off a lot. Um, you know, now I'm gonna I'm gonna end up donating them. I'm, I'm I'm gonna find
1: somebody reputable, but I'm gonna donate their jerseys. Oh, I think that's, very, their that's good.
2: That's
0: a really cool thing. That's really yeah, you better than me, bro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not only did you give out the free car washes, but now you're gonna yeah, do that's awesome. You're gonna
0: have a seance. You're gonna, you're gonna burn this thing up. Man. Uh, <laughs> be a man. Part two. Of it I, mean, because I mean,
1: I, I mean, I mean,
4: I I really think he turned turned the back on you guys on, on Houston, man. I just really just you know hate that. But I will tell you this though, I think that. You know, I really I don't know if you guys remember when when Carmelo Anthony left left Denver and it was and it was like a big shakedown. I can't believe mm-hmm. Carmelo left. Denver got real much, much better when Carmelo wasn't yeah. there. And and I really Houston's believe I really believe Houston because you know you, you have uh John Wall over there, he, he's yeah. there, he wants to prove himself. You got Boogie Cousins, he's healthy, he wants to prove himself. I think you guys are actually going to yeah, be Depot now. Yeah, Oladipo. You know there. Yeah, so you guys know, actually no have people. a really good squad that actually knows they roll and and now they play it. You guys can still make a run in the playoffs.
0: So, Sean, I want to ask you a question. Um, now, knowing that you do have, you know, Dante Exum, you have uh, Oladipo, uh, you have the Brooklyn, you have three first rounders. Um, I know you don't have Daryl Morey as your GM anymore. Um, do you have confidence that you guys are going to be able to construct a team with what you got? Because I actually think that you guys could have got a little bit more, um, especially in seeing how uh, team players of lesser value are getting treated. Uh, mainly, I would say the Drew Holiday trade uh, is the one that uh, sticks out the most. Um, do you think, uh, with the assets that you have acquired, would you, uh, you know, would you get back on, you know, your winning ways? You know, get back to where you you're know, in the playoffs. First of all, everybody's
6: disrespecting my boy Christian Wood. That yeah. guy is playing for us. You know, like he needs to be mentioned anytime they say the name Rocket. Uh, that's the first thing. So, uh, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff to look forward to. I don't know about Victor Old Depot, this stuff about him wanting to go to Miami, how true that is, how true it isn't. I hope he likes it here, he stays here, you know, but we're not that invested just yet with him. So, you know, if he were to go, I wouldn't be as upset. But as far as uh, the future, you know, we have an owner. That's not willing to spend he i think this whole corona stuff affected him crazy with his restaurant ventures and he doesn't seem like he wants to spend how do you sign you know this huge contract with cp3 who's a baller who's a real baller and then you're already talking about it's too much it's too much you know like he doesn't want to pay players he doesn't want quality on there he's trying to rebuild like the celtics that's what it looks like to me the way we're stockpiling picks i mean there's going to be a couple losing seasons but hey After 93, I went through a lot of losing seasons. I stuck with them. We saw good days again.
4: It's going to happen again. I feel it. Nice. Yeah, you know, hey, Christian Wood was circling, you know, you brought him up. I didn't want to, <laughs> but you, you was circling <laughs> the Lakers. And, uh, you know, his performance was kind of sub one? I mean, w- w- what do you think about that? I mean, listen, I think he's definitely a talented player, but let him know, hey, don't don't circle something if you're not going to, you know, back it up. you guys you guys leave yellow gold
6: I get that I get that but hey man give my man a few games under his belt it's illegal right,
1: we'll see he's got some time definitely he's got some time Sean thank (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us would you like to uh, plug anything while you're on the air please your car wash where people can find it and so forth anything you'd like again I car wash 1960 and 45 come track,
6: harden with me like you know we don't need those jerseys anywhere
4: so, uh, come to him.
6: we'll
4: give a good talk. Thank you so much, All right. Sean. All right. Thank you, guys. Hey, Sean. Appreciate you, Sean. Sean, you still there? Yeah. Hey, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, before being on the show, we're going to send you a Profane Nation shirt. We have a sponsor called Get Laces uh, that they have get customized. Oh, get Laces. I apologize. <laughs> they, have, they have customized saying on there, like Goat, you know, um, Mamba Mentality. Mamba Mentality. Uh hashtag Fats. We're gonna we're gonna send you a really good uh prize pack out there for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate you for coming on there.
6: All right, thank you so much. Uh I
1: really appreciate it. I'm gonna rock that stuff everywhere. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man. man. Thank you. All right, awesome. Appreciate you. Antonio, he brought up a point about uh Houston gathering picks. And some similar to Boston and a lot of people were talking about how brilliant Danny Ainge was and look at all these picks, but now looking back, he didn't necessarily use those picks so wisely, or at least uh, he's been judged on that. Um, is that all it's
3: cracked up to be building up picks? Well, you, you know, in today's NBA, yeah, picks are, that, that's very valuable currency, you know, but, but let me say this, and this is something that, that will resonate because I'm on the Lakers platform. Um, when, The great Jerry West was able to acquire a guy named Kobe Bryant in 1996, right? From the Charlotte Hornets when Charlotte took him 13th overall. Um, At that point, it really sort of and before that, Jerry could make these deals because there there wasn't really a kind of 24 hour news cycle where people were analyzing and overanalyzing these trades and GMs were really being called to the carpet for making mistakes or getting fleeced in deals, you know, because, uh, you know, think about this, like the Lakers won the title, they win the title in 82. Then they have the number one pick in the draft and they take James Worthy. How do you do that? (laughs) Right. And and so again, that doesn't happen today because there's so much focus on trades and so much behind the scenes, team's information is actually in the forefront. So in 96 when the Lakers were able to do what they did and got Kobe, the next thing that happened was from that time on it was more and more difficult for Jerry West to consummate deals because teams were saying, hey, I don't want to get fleeced by that guy. Right. So when you take Danny Ainge with what, what he was able to do in Brooklyn with KG and, and, uh, and Paul Pierce what he was able to do now The word is around the rest of the league. They're like, hey, man, I don't want to get fleeced by this guy. So people say all the time, even when you go into drafts, and I'm saying this from being behind the curtain as an NBA exec, even when you go into drafts, people always say, oh, man, we should just massage the draft board and move down. Well, it takes two to tango. There's gamesmanship involved as well. If you don't have a willing dance partner, there's nothing you can do besides overpaying. So now you have to decide in order to make this move, do I have to give up even more currency to entice these people to make a deal that they don't really want to make a deal with me because A, they don't want to appear like they've been fleeced. And then B, they don't want to make a deal with me because they know exactly what I want to do. So with that being said now, so do I have to give up so much, even (laughs) more than what I should just to entice them? Or is it better for me to hold on to my picks and, and, and deal from that standpoint? So all of those things come into it as well, you know, with I guess with fantasy sports guys and all of again, all right. the attention that GMs and that everybody gives. People think that it's just so easy to consummate a deal and it's not.
0: Yeah. So I was going to say, I mean, we're, we're talking about um, the Celtics and just stockpiling those picks. Um, you know, they had an opportunity to pick a D um, to give up one of the guys, um, I think, either with either Tatum or Brown. And it was a package surrounding them in those picks to send them send uh, them to the Pelicans for A.D. Now, this is before, um, you know, this was before the, his dad's comments um, that, you know, but you were hearing that the trade deadline, you know, the, the you know, that. They had the picks, and Boston is going to be a player in the offseason. And, you know, you had the talking heads like Wojnowski Janowski and Winhorse and they were just blowing it up. Like, they're going to be a big-time player when it comes to, the, you know, postseason. Now, I think they missed an opportunity to not shoot their shot when they did, when they had an opportunity. And they're probably looking back at right now, because if you're looking at AD on that team with either – brown or tatum they run that eastern conference and they get to the finals and um and and but this is the difference between the two franchises between the lakers and the celtics we're not afraid to do mortgage the future to get what we need which is that ring and you see it when we had we look at our kids right now look at ingram you know you look at you know you look at the guys that we gave away in that trade that are balling that you know that will look great in the laker uniform However, we had bigger fish to fry. We had to get that chip, and I mean, and you know, that's why I love the Lakers because we're willing to do what we need to do to get, you know, to get that championship. So
3: no, no, no question, no question, stat, Pat, and 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 the other thing as well too that you know, we let, let's take Toronto, let's take the Raptors. Um, the Raptors made the deal that they made for Kawhi, knowing probably that he wasn't going to stay, but when you look at the Raptors and you look at the tax situation in Toronto as well, they probably will never be a major player in free agency. So with that being said, they looked at it as we have a window to go and do what we need to do right now. And we'll sacrifice those things that we have to give up to get this one title because we may not ever get one again. And so, so they're looking at it from that standpoint. And the Lakers, again, and I can say this from A, being in Southern California, understanding this game, and then B, the other thing is being with the Suns, actually being in, in a division with the Lakers. The Lakers are, they can almost, to a certain extent, now they don't totally rely on this, but to a certain extent, they can look at the rest of the league, because the Lakers are the destination franchise. So they can look at the rest of the league and say, "You know what? You guys do the R&D on a player and see if he works." Right? Now you guys once do that the player blows up. take
1: the chance exactly.
3: Yeah. Now once <laughs> that player blows up, we can go get him. And so what happens is the Lakers make that trade for him and you give up all of those assets because it's virtually a slam dunk that that guy is going to sign a long-term deal with you. So that's the other thing you got to think about as well. Right? So if you're giving up what you're giving up and, you know, and and we're seeing the ascension of Jalen Brown, like Jalen Brown is playing incredible basketball.
0: Wow. Yeah. He's killing it right right
3: now. Incredible basketball. So (laughs) if you're the Celtics, you're saying now, am I giving up Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? These guys aren't 25 years old and they're doing what they're doing. Am I doing that for one year of Anthony Davis? And you're you're the team that's won more titles than anybody in NBA history. You're not the Toronto Raptors. You're gonna have more bites at the Apple. So you maybe you don't do that to get A D for one title. Maybe you don't because you're in a position and again, I'm i you know know what I would have done if I was sitting in that seat, you know, because AD is so tantalizing, you know, and winning the title is very difficult. But I can tell you if I were in Toronto or a place like that, I would have absolutely done it. But if I was in a market that can be considered one of the marquee markets in the NBA, maybe I would think about it a little bit differently. Um, you know, um, so, so that's the thing. So the Lakers, you know, with where they are with what the Bus family has been able to do, started with Jerry Rest and Power. What they've been able to do, not only have they leveraged the market, because people forget this, the Lakers aren't the only uh, basketball team. In in Southern California, but they what? have become the wait what? Wait, 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 wait 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 right we just, wait 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 wait, wait right there. Wait 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 you're right. We, we just we were just wait, 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 we
1: just talked about South Bay. We just <laughs> right. said that yeah, right. the South teams right. South right. right. over here. We're right. not sure what are you
3: talking what? about? What are the teams <laughs> out here? <What? laughs> right. But they've been able to do it where.
4: See he don't even know that's why he just ignored us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he knows.
4: He knows. In
3: terms of presence, right? The Lakers have established themselves. I'm just saying that from a standpoint that, you know, people could be like, oh yeah, the Lakers are like that because they're in LA. No, they're not the only team in LA. Right? And and but they have been able to in a city that is built on entertainment and acting, the Lakers have become the number one show. So mm-hmm. That is a a testament to what the Bus family has done. So with that being said, um, I say that from a standpoint of, you know, when when people – it's very rare for a player that is in their respective primes to come to the Lakers and walk. It's very rare. Right. So – and because of what they've done from a branding standpoint, it's not just because they're in Los Angeles.
1: Dwight Howard did it twice. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, who needs yeah, one? Right, right. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> just saying. i
1: just saying. Dwight Howard did it twice. He walked away. But that's okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah it, it, well, 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 you, well, you know, yeah, but and I'm, I'll say this. In their prime, that wasn't the Dwight Howard that you guys faced in 2009 in the finals.
4: No. Well, listen. No. Dwight Howard only had, still only has one move. <laughs> the, the reason why he was beneficial this year was because he recognized that it's a defense that uh, uh, that we needed from him, not his <laughs> offense. Because that little that little shoulder fake, turn the hood, the shimmy, you know, it never it never changed.
0: If I would have saw that dude get his ball, that ball stripped every time, right, every time, yeah. bro. So I, I was like, bro, you ain't get, you don't do a counter move with that? Yeah. Predictable. Yeah, no, he what, he, he man, has, what he is has going no on, counter move.
4: He has no kind of move, man. Maybe you could have coached him, man. You uh, say
3: you did some coaching before <laughs> AM, right? Yeah, I did. And you know what it is, it is the other thing, too, is that he was able to do what he was able to do. Yes, he accepted his role, no question. But, again, one of the, the things that and, – and I'll say this, the great Kobe, if there's an underrated aspect of Kobe's game, it's actually making guys better. And, and, and because, again – just that player's presence on the floor allows you to operate in your comfort zone. You don't, don't have to do anything outside of your comfort zone because that player can do everything. So yeah. and, and people really underestimate playing with great players. And the vast majority of guys, and, and you know, when I was working at Nike and, and when I first started in 2010, that was the intersection of the great Kobe, KD, and LeBron. And what you quickly figure out, is players aren't Kobe, KD, and LeBron. The vast majority of players in the NBA, their situation, meaning their teammates, their coaches, the system, that's just as important as their talent. And 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 because guys develop and guys are able to be the best version of themselves when they're in the best situations for their talents. And that's the vast majority of players in the NBA. And, and, yeah. and so... When you're on a team with LeBron, when you're on a team with with AD, what it allows you to do is be the best version of yourself. And all you. So with Dwight, to your point, to your point, money, Mike, with Dwight, all Dwight had to do with the Lakers is what he's good at. That's all he had to do. The things he can roll out of bed and do. That's all he had to do.
4: And right. And well, so- you know, and, and, look, I appreciated him when he came back because honestly, you know, right. we had the best, <laughs> you know, we started our podcast right <laughs> around the same time. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we were like, we had a guy, Devontae Kaycock, and, and, and we looked yeah. at him and said, you know what, Devontae Kaycock? Kak can take Dwight Howard's position, and we were actually had a bet. Like, do we do we think he's gonna make it before? Well, he,
1: if his contract was non guaranteed, <laughs> right? Yeah, until so, January right, something right. Like here. So we were like, you know, I, I thought he'd make it, but most of the squad here know, they didn't, didn't think dude, he'd make it. This dude don't go <laughs> around. Because he,
4: you know, I, I, just think you know he he loves his muscles too much. He's too much about himself, you know. I don't I, I, even when he was, was in Orlando, you know, the, they'll have to do the pep stand. gunny be doing the pep talk and everything. And everybody fully dressed, and this dude got his, his wife be around you know, still just walking around like, dude, do you know the game is to be about in a few minutes. You know, Kareem always yeah. said you know, when, when, uh, that, that when they had the scheme against him, we said it was the easiest thing to do because he was going to do shake, shake, cook. <laughs> 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 so, you know, but right. when he came back, man, I was I was really complimentary of him because he did understand that his, his role was to go out there, be an energy guy, and play defense, and he did that. So um, I think he realized in the, in the playoffs he wasn't a superstar anymore when he almost got. Kicked out, we he get like four fouls in like five minutes. Yeah, man. We were trying to rough everybody. Yeah, up. He, was, he was wild. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: was very wild. You Against Denver? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. He, he, yeah. He, was, he was
0: trying to do something.
1: Yeah, yeah. he was pretty much
3: like, sad yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He, was, right. he, was, he was wild. <laughs> okay, so, uh,
1: so we got Dwight. We got that. Dwight's
4: defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to defend Dwight. It's okay. He can.
3: Yeah, okay. I'll say this in, Dwight, in Dwight's defense. I'll say this. I'll say this. Okay. So Dwight had to do that because Dwight had acquired, whether it's fair or not, had acquired a label that everybody could test him. So Dwight had to show people, stop testing me. I'm not standing for that. So, you know, at some point, it's you know, to make a football analogy, when you have a guy that's, say, uh, a free safety. And sometimes, you know, you go in and and you you may get a PI, a pass interference call, the first player, second play of the game, because you want to send a message to that receiver. Every time you come across the middle, I'm gonna be right here.
2: Yeah, no right?
3: Um right, right. You know, date myself a little bit, 82 national championship game. Patrick Ewing got like three goaltendings in the row to start the game. Message, right? As Shaq says, message. Right. So yeah. um, you know, So with that. Yeah. So I'll say that, you know, he they needed that physical presence last year and he had to do it for himself as well to say, hey, man, you know what? All of you guys think I'm soft. So, yeah. you know, don't test me anymore. Yeah. So. So after the trade for
1: we'll go back to Harden after the trade. Let's get to the Nets a little bit because we haven't touched yep. base on the Nets, and that's a big story here. The Nets, yeah. we've now got Durant. I, I'm just going to say Durant and Harden. I don't know where Kyrie stands. <laughs> I heard he could be playing tomorrow, but I don't know what's up with the guy. Um, are they – do you buy them as a contender? Talents there, but are they a I contender? First-year coach and Steve Nash as
3: well. I, I buy it. I buy it because – and there are a couple of reasons why I'm buying it. You know, um, the first thing I'll say this um, with LeBron, with KD, with Harden, those guys, you know, us in the media, we, we have. And, and this really started. And, and I can tell you this, guys, at Oxnard High School. Again, I, I, I wore in the heyday of, of Showtime um, as a freshman um, when, you know, the Lakers were starting to go back to back. I wore 23 yeah. because Michael Jordan is my guy. Right. Yeah. So um, and, 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 and I'm saying that for a reason. I wore 23 all throughout my career. And um, the reason why I'm saying that is because. Starting with Michael Jordan, it seems as if because I remember having these discussions with Laker fans. Starting with Michael Jordan, the narrative of winning rings to become validated started to really gain steam. It started to really gain steam with Michael Jordan because of the individual exploits. Because think about this if we were gay, grading people on winning rings, Bill Russell is the greatest player that ever yeah. played. That's why I say all the time. That's right? why yeah. I say LeBron's not. But go ahead. I, I, I digress. So oh, no. It, it no. would be Bill Russell. And, 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 and open and shut case. He may be the greatest winner in North American professional sports. Open and shut case.
2: Absolutely. Right. We were
3: Absolutely. just talking about rings. Right. But with Michael, this validation of you got to win rings in order to be mentioned as an all time great. um, with, with that started to come with him. And so from that time on, we have been grading players and validating players based on rings. So us in the media are partly responsible for building this pressure because you can make a case that Dominique Wilkins is the most underrated player that's ever played basketball, right? He was in, in the night when they when they formed the 92 Dream Team, Dominique Wilkins was seventh in MVP balloting that year. That was after he tore his Achilles, wasn't on the Dream Team. Dominique Wilkins was also not part of the, the 1998 Top 50 team. Why? Because he didn't win rings. wasn't his fault that the Hawks didn't put another great player by him. That wasn't his fault.
0: What, right? what are you talking about, and man? So, hey, don't, talk, don't talk about Tree Rollins.
3: Don't talk <laughs> about exactly, Tree. Right? Right. <laughs> exactly. I, there you go, Stat Pat, right? Like, they didn't put another great player by him. So, that's not his fault. So, what happens is we started valuing and validating these guys based on rings. So, now when you are a player and you're in the conversation to be a generational guy, the pressure is already built in. you got to win a ring. you got to win a ring. you got to win a ring. Yeah. So when a guy is giving seven, eight years to an organization and he's looking around like, okay, you guys are grading me on rings. I can't win one here. What do I do? Do I stay here and be Dominique Wilkins? Hey, I was loyal. And now you guys disrespect me in terms of the things that I've done, or do I go and align myself with an organization to go win a ring? So, so we have partly created that pressure.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh,
3: um so go ahead. No, I was
0: just thinking about like what you were saying about like it started with Jordan. I kinda like think it is it it, it started a little bit, I wanna say with Magic and Bird. And the only reason I'm saying it was Magic and Bird is because um when in the ninety two, when Jordan won his second channel. Now, they were still cheating him like little little brother. Like, he would look it up to them still, and they were looking at Magic's five, Bird's three, and his two. And they were still not giving him, they were still trying to rub the kid, like, you still need to work. And so every time, from that point on, he let everybody know. It was the first, it was the three, it was the four, it was the four. And then when he got the six, he let fools know. He was like, six, bro, the six. That's for you, Magic. Right. That, for that was for right. you. <laughs> and for nobody else but right. Magic, that was six. Get out of my way. Right. You know, at that point, right. now, you like you said, now you see everyone is now, they had a va- validation. You see Shaq is still giving Charles Barkley on the show nightly reminders that he ain't nothing because he ain't won a ring. Like, this is Charles Barkley. I mean, another
3: guy underrated.
0: You got Draymond Green, and I love Draymond Green, but you got Draymond Green out of pocket talking wild to Charles Barkley as if Charles Barkley is not Charles Barkley. So yes, <laughs> you know the fact right. that you, you you're right.
4: I mean, the, the validation, but we're in that you know but, we're here now. But you, look, I mean, listen, I agree with everything you guys are saying, but that was not James Harden' problem. I mean, James Harden had all stars, you know, MVPs on the scene. And he still was not able to win or get even to, you know, get into the finals. You know, with with the players that he had. Like I said, Chris Paul, you know, all star level still. Um, Westbrook MVP. I mean, you know, I, I I agree with what you're saying, Antonio. That that, but he he had, in Houston, he had everything. I believe that he needed as far as talent wise. You no, know, maybe not coaching. You know, Dan Tony messes everybody up, but you know, he's uh, <laughs> <Right.
1: laughs> from the Suns.
4: Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: I wasn't, I wasn't I was telling, telling wise. Was,
4: uh, Harden had all that, so like I, I don't think it's it's necessarily you know the Houston Rockets and Harden's part. It's it's James Harden. It's the way that he plays his game. You know, because I think you definitely have to play, learn how to play team ball and play that one-on-one at the end of the game to take it over when, at when necessary. That's what Kobe had to do. Kobe knew that he could go out. He could get he get hard numbers all the time, but he knew he had to get Shaq involved, you know, because he needed Shaq throughout the game. And if he needed to take it over at the end, that's what he was able to do. But you can't, you can't play one-on-one basketball the whole time and win the championship. Like, that's just been proven by any –
1: any player, Kobe himself said it. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe said <laughs> Kobe it. Kobe himself said it. He so, did. Yeah. Right. So I mean, right. you know,
4: you know, like I said, Harden. That's why I don't think the Nets. I think the Nets um, really messed up. You know, and everything they did. They have, they have Kyrie, who who's a player that that is great. But look, he was over there in Boston. Unstable. He had, he had, you know, he had Brown, he had Tatum, he had everybody over there. But everybody was looking at him to lead the team and running and obviously he doesn't have the heart. He has a talent, doesn't have the heart to take that pressure to to run a team. Now you got you got Kevin Durant, you know, he... he <laughs> you know, Kevin, already know Kevin, Kevin Durant, you know, if you can't beat <laughs> him, join him. You know, if you can't beat him, join him. So he was able to, you know, I think he actually the, the rings that he won in uh, with Golden State, he preserved he gave an extra two years to Curry and and all. Then they said, "Okay, great, you're great." You know, Curry knew he was going to be the man with the with the without it, and it wasn't and it wasn't on him because he already got the ring before. So they said, "Hey, if you want to go out there and be MVP, no problem, because I'm still the man." And that's what and that's what Durant wanted. Durant wanted to be the man, but he wasn't going to be the man at the Warriors because Durant had to come over there. So now you have three people that mentally. It's not their game. Talent-wise, is amazing. But mentally, you have two players that want to dribble and dribble and dribble the ball that are fighting it, that don't want any attention on themselves. And you have another one that has a spam account to, to go ahead and a troll everybody account. around. <laughs> to so, control
1: the message. So it is a big mess over <laughs> in
4: the jersey, And they gave up all their draft picks. You know, uh, they they don't get enough traffic until 2028. I mean, it's a big mess. And here's my question to you, though. I know I'm talking a lot. Here's my question to you. No, you good? Because why is everybody talking about these big three? to compete with LeBron. We have more than LeBron over here in the Lakers. You know what I mean? We have AD, we have Kuzma, we have more. You know, th- that's the narrative I can't stand either because, you know, yeah. it's all about, well, this is what they're going to do to get LeBron. I'm like, man, we have, we have AD over here too. Yeah. We have AD over here. here
0: man, over nah, nah, see, you know. We have hey, AD over know, here. You know what's up, man. Like, <laughs> look, it, look, man, fools are going east for a no reason. Fools are going. Everyone I mean, went on, west. I mean, come on. for a reason. <laughs> let's not let's not let's escape that fact. Another thing I want to bring out is <laughs> so true. You know, one thing. Another thing I want to bring out. Like, so we forming super teams again, huh? But ain't nobody going to talk about it. Yes, we ain't talking about right. super teams. Everyone though? knows now What's because if like LeBron like sure forms a, a super team, you know everybody was like, you know, when Kawhi <laughs> was thinking about coming to Lakers, oh no, nah, hell no, nah, hell no. Nah. That's bad. For <laughs> no way. This no, no, no. To the Lakers and AD and LeBron. That is crazy. And then all of a sudden, we over here we glorified this trade. I mean, we are really saying, can they beat the Lakers? They got, they got. You know, they the Let's look at this, the big three that they got over there. And I'm thinking, like, when it, like, you know, all of a sudden we are gonna start moving the goalposts now. Because the narrative is shifted to something else, as and long as it's not the Lakers, as long it's as it's not the different. Lakers, and <laughs> the fact to compound the fact that it's not the Lakers is the fact that it's LeBron on the Lakers. Yeah, of course. So now exactly you right. this like you got it, the media, everything that was hating before. Oh, they ain't really coming out. There were LeBron haters to come out. The Lakers is, They're like, this, yeah, everyone is like, you know, so. wild, bro. It's wild. I'm just thinking it's I think it's hypocritical. Nobody going to talk about their super team. But let we have a super team. All of a sudden, now we we scared. Now we say, and and look at it. They're doing this for the Lakers. Oh this is how good the Lakers came the in, man. Squad. They're doing this for the Lakers because they seen what they have to do. And just like in the offseason season, when everybody had to make all those trades and all that all that you know movement was happening for the Lakers. All right. So yeah.
3: Any comments? on that? Yeah. <laughs> no um yeah, the, the first thing is no they they are and you know this thing about this east and west of course you know people there was a little bit of migration for um you know to m- maybe not go through the Lakers uh but I was shaking my head about kD because that that's that that seven foot monster or something else but um I want to say this the the west has been better than the east from top to bottom. This may have been going on for 30 years now. Yeah, I would say, yeah. (laughs) The the West was better than the East when Michael Jordan was coming through the East. And and the only reason why people didn't pay attention to it was because the only team that was going to beat the Bulls was the 92 Dream Team. Right. (laughs) And and, and so so with that being said, this has been going on for a while, a long time. And and, and so um, so. Teams or people are looking and say, "Hey, there's an opportunity in the East." Yes, it's LeBron. It's also it's just been easier in the East for the last thirty years, <laughs> and, and, and so, and um, you know, which is part of the reason why teams in the West, you know, myself included, when we were with the Sun, when I was with the Suns, teams in the West were saying we need to start seeding one through sixteen for the playoffs because you know my my first year with the Suns, we won forty eight games that made us tenth in the West. We it yes, exactly. third in the East. Right, <laughs> that's, that's true. It's true. That's that's straight facts right, right there. Those are facts it, right there. It, it, it has been it's been like this for a long, long time. Um, but I'll say this about the Nets. Um, so teams know that they have to load up to take their shots, absolutely, and I don't have any, any issue with it. I'm here for it. Um, I'll say this though. When you are a point guard, here's the thing with Kyrie. I'll say this in his defense. I'll say this in Isaiah Thomas and Chris Paul's defense as well. And I've said this before when I was doing some stuff on The Last Dance and when they had the episode about Isaiah and Michael. Chris Paul is like this now, too. Chris Paul, Isaiah Thomas, as these pit bulls, they have a reputation of they're hard to get along with. And my premise is people underestimate, and I can say this as a 6'1 point guard, people underestimate, Estimate how difficult it is for you to be a superstar in the league when you got guys like Kevin Durant who's seven feet tall that can do the things that I'm in charge that I am have been charged to do and I and they can do it better than me right so it is so difficult to be in a league and be one of those guys when you have guys that are you know I say this a lot talking about a guy on the other LA team the Clippers Paul George and Kevin Durant, for guys that are 6'5 and above or 6'4 and above, they have the best handle in the NBA of guys that are 6'4 and above. These dudes handle the ball like Steph Curry, and they're feet and Mm 6'9 respectively. So it is so hard when you are a point guard when you live in that world. So in order to compete in that world, you got to do some stuff that people don't like. People aren't going to like some of the things that you say and do because that's what you got to do to even the playing field. So I say this in uh, Kyrie's defense. Kyrie, with the team that he's on now, doesn't have to be that guy. All Kyrie has to do now is hoop. That's all he's got to do. If he, you know, if assuming everything is good with him, Then he all have he to? He do- and, 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 of-
4: and so there's something wrong with Kyrie. I mean, you know, talent you know, wise, you know, he he's great. There's something wrong with this cat, though. You know, Uh, uh you know, mention and, and look. I'm not disagreeing with anything that you're saying, but I mean, this this dude creates controversy for him. I've never seen, you know, because you know, listen, media is is they love a story. They they love to the go ahead, right. and blow stuff mm-hmm. out of proportion. I, right. I don't know. All they do is put a mic in his face and repeat what he says. And he gets upset when they say it verbatim to what he said. And everybody <laughs> else says, you, dude, you're crazy. He gets mad at the media. Right. Why are you right. upset with the media? Yeah. You said it. This is right. they're, not, they're not interpreting anything. <laughs> you know, you said the earth right. was flat. Like you should have learned that in third grade.
2: you know, right, right. You know everyone has an opinion, right, money, Mike. Right. I mean,
1: you don't think LeBron's any good? I know. So okay. right. I got you. I'm you surprised know. you don't. it's right.
2: right.
4: Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, he is literally he is the only person that I have seen that that well, outside of somebody that uh won't be running the country anymore, <laughs> but, uh-huh. he, but he's the only other person that I've seen. That literally, you you put a, a a recording, a mic in front of his face. He says something crazy, and we don't dissect it. We just say this is what he said, and he gets upset that we are reporting what he said. There's something wrong with that. Camera. But. Mentally, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he needs to go see a psychiatrist. You know, <laughs> could something. Be. You know, could be, could be, talk to Meta. he needs to talk to Meta. It's something. You know, <laughs> I mean? you, know, you know what I mean? This guy's out there saging. You know, you know me. Okay, nothing cool. <laughs> wrong with sage. Yeah, there's listen. There's nothing wrong with. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with sage. You know, but I'm real. on it. Yeah, I say shit I don't trust yeah. those over there. Say it. Uh, <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? I don't what you do. He's not hiding it. I don't what you do. Really? Let me guess. All right. All right. I'm going to run around the room. The show's <laughs> going long. I'm going to run around the room. I have a couple questions. We'll start with you. We'll get a quick answer from each of you guys, okay? Uh, we already talked about the Nets. Is there another team in the league that stands a chance against the Lakers, Antonio? Uh,
3: um, that stands a chance against the Lakers? Say. Um, no. Other than the Nets, uh, no. Yeah, money. In My opinion.
4: <laughs> no, um, and it's not going to be the Nets. Nets are not, not, not going to make the finals. Um, you know, I think Miami. Yeah, I think you know either Miami or Boston if they get their act together. Um, Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. No. Milwaukee. You know what? L- Milwaukee. New I was done. Listen, I was no, done. No, no, no. Quick answer. Uh, look, I was done with Milwaukee.
1: <laughs> quick answer, buddy. Yeah.
4: Yeah. No. You know I mean, I, I don't think anybody's going to be in them. I don't think the Nets are going to make the finals. Steel, stat. Um, I don't think anyone's going to
0: be able to uh, take on. I think my not think Milwaukee make the finals. but They're not making the finals. Then they're, they're not going right. well, to. All right. That's all right. my pick. I don't pick think
1: anyone. I, th- I think all four of us agree that there's not a team currently constructed that can compete with the Lakers, healthy, so forth. Okay, next. Uh, how far – we'll start with you again, Antonio. How
3: far can Curry take the Warriors? I, I think – the Warriors are in the West. I think the Warriors are, are a, a playoff team that may win a series.
1: Okay, so you're talking about uh, – do you think they uh, take a top-four seed and have a perceived home court this year, which might actually matter?
3: Um, I, I don't – I think with their experience, I don't think it does. I, I just – I don't think it matters for them because they've seen so many things. I think they can beat teams anywhere, especially if we're talking about a situation where we're talking about limited fans. But I, I do think, and, and maybe I'm overselling what I what I think about Steph Curry. But I, I think with Steph Curry, with Draymond, um, I think when, when uh, the thing that I like really, really like to see is Ubre and um, and Andrew Wiggins on the wings defensively, and and, and I think those things, and if, and if Curry gets hot, I think they can beat a team. Scott,
0: yeah, um, I got him second round exit. Um, but they're gonna. If it's the Lakers, they're going out in five. If it's somebody else, they could take in a seven. I just believe that Curry has the shooting uh, that's going to keep them in in the series. And so um, I have them really pushing the you know a Denver or pushing uh, the Clippers or someone like that really going at them um, because I just think that Curry is just that good.
4: Money. I mean, I agree with with them. I mean, uh Curry is having the MVP season as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh he definitely is putting his team on the back and carrying them through. And he has the ability to do that. So yeah, definitely second round. Um, maybe third round if if it's if he's
1: not going to pick against the Lakers. I personally don't see it. I don't see what you guys are talking about. Uh, I can see them getting to the playoffs. I do not see them winning the first round. They have to get home court. If they don't get home court, they're going to face Lakers, Denver Clippers or whoever number 4 is. Well, anybody beat Clippers. Um well, you know I, <laughs> you don't know you know uh, you don't know. In the second round, with, with yes. In the first round, not always. In the second round, anyone can beat yeah. them. But you got to get to that second it's round. That 190 <laughs> though. That yeah. 190 over that there. That 190 exactly. He gonna, he gonna to so uh, you know, if they don't get yeah. that that number 4 yeah. I don't see them. I do not see them getting out of the first round. Okay, let's move on really quick. Um, LaMelo Ball, Rookie
3: of the Year. You buying that, Antonio? I I, I am. I, I am. I'm buying it because it's also, too, he's having a tremendous year, a tremendous start of the year. There's no question about that. The rookie of the Year is about opportunity as well. And, and he has the ball in his hands. It's only a matter of time before he gets inserted in the starting lineup. And uh, it's almost like being a running back in the NFL. When you, you're a running back, you know, there's the, the degree of difficulty when you're touching the ball every single play from that position. It's kind of lowered a little bit. So they're playing through all of his mistakes with him being a point guard, which ramps up his learning curve. So he has every opportunity in the world to be rookie of the year, in my estimation.
4: name Mike. Yeah, definitely rookie of the year. I mean, he's coming off the bench and he's leading all rookies in points, rebounds, assists, and steals, you know, and coming off the bench. And he had like what two bad games? He didn't score zero points, mm-hmm, and he, mm-hmm. and he still, you know, he, he he decided that I feel like he was upset that he didn't get a triple double against his brother, and made made the point to get triple double <laughs> next game. And any player that that could pick that could circle a, uh, a game on the calendar, uh, and, and and or say next game, I'm going to do this. That's you know we're talking about Jordan level, we're talking about Kobe level that were able to do those, do those types of things. Um, LaMelo has everything, man. So yeah, rookie year for sure.
0: Yeah, rookie of the year with a bullet. Yeah, um, it's it's, it's it's he has it going away at this point. Um, it was before, you know, you look at Wiseman and him being in a position to, you know, uh, contribute to, you know, going State, mm-hmm. and so you're thinking like, okay, he's gonna be on a, you know, a key part of a playoff team. Um, however, when you see Lamelo, I mean, when you see him balling right now. Um, like what we, we all said that he's off the, doing this off the bench, so that's off off tops. That's crazy, um, but the fact that when you see it, it looks like he has that it factor. Like he is bringing a flair to the game that he's confident. Like he knows he can ball with these cats, and it's, and he's just getting started. And and I'm just looking at. I'm just can't wait to see the future for this guy. I wish you know he. I actually wish he wouldn't went to Golden State because I, I would li- I would have liked to see him what I asked for. You know, there. That's um, what I asked for. But you know, at the same time, you know, they were they were doing they picked for need and not for the best and not for the best player available.
1: They did what they had to do. Um yeah, I think uh, he's running away. I think he's already two horse lengths in front of everybody. <laughs> and uh, if he doesn't uh, uh, bust a hoof, he's already got it, honestly. Absolutely. I think he's already out there. Uh, he just keeps playing, and, and he'll do great. He's already improved. I mean, the 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 running joke is he's already improved more in the games he's played in the NBA than Ben Simmons has his entire time <laughs> playing in the NBA. So guys uh, yeah, are the feeling for LaMelo, and it's great to see. He seems like he's down to earth. Uh, he plays with the confidence like he expects to win. He just expects to do good. He's not, like, questioning whether he can. He's just playing like he expects it.
3: Uh, okay, hey, Jeff, Jeff, can I say something really quick? Please do. Okay, I want to say this really quick. Um, there's always this talk around the country, and, and you know, we when we get in locker rooms, there's always this talk around the country about what city produces the best players. People need to stop. Best players come from LA, that's
2: right, right.
3: and and and. And people need to stop. And and uh, and I and they're like, oh man, you say this because you're a West Coast guy. It's like, look, let me let me say this. You know, um, all of the other cities, for the most part, that has players that um, are 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 that produce players. Let's take New York and Chicago. Those cities are, and basketball is kind of like Friday Night Lights, right? In a major city, it's when a player comes out of that city, the expectation is they are carrying that city's basketball. Um, reputation on their shoulders it's hard to develop under that in LA none of these guys whether they reach the apex of their respective powers or whether they are considered a quote-unquote bust they are never carrying the legacy of LA basketball on their shoulders so they're free to develop and be whoever they are so with that being said without that pressure LA produces the best players appreciate that.
1: It could it could be the great weather too. That we're con- playing 365 <laughs> days a year outside. You could always get a pickup game. That that could have something to do with it. Uh, all right. Uh, you also well, you you're also in
3: other places too.
1: You can find <laughs> a game. That's true. Rucker Park is playing. Um, okay, so so let's we have to touch base. show's going long, but we have to touch base on Super Bowl, NFL sports. Um, Stat Pat, uh, Antonio Williams, you guys are both NFL. Please fill us in. What's it looking like? Uh, who are you guys calling for the Super Bowl? Where are we at? I know the Rams are out, but uh, who's the remaining teams and where do we stand?
0: Okay, so the remaining teams we have are the um, Buffalo Bills, and they're going to go against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Great now, game. Great game. Um, it was actually a good game uh, for um, uh, the Chiefs. I mean, this. I mean, when Mahomes went out with a concussion, you didn't know how they were going to bounce back, and and they actually did put the you know put the game away, and that that's a you know I would say a credit to Andy Reid and his coaching and being able to get this guys ready. So it's going to be a good um, you know uh, a matchup with you know Allen and the Bo- and you know uh, Buffalo Bills defense going against Mahomes. So I but I do have the Chiefs winning that game. Going to the Super Bowl uh, again, and then you have uh, Tampa Bay versus the Green Bay, for the Battle of the Bays. So, um, but um, I do believe that um, this is in for Tam- uh, in for Tom Brady. He's not he's not going to make it, and we're going to have that State Farm Super Bowl. <laughs> it's going to <laughs> the forward. Watch, watch the commercials, gonna go crazy, man. Please, <laughs> they've be, been begging for this the whole season. Mahomes and, 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 and Rodgers in the same commercial for the Super Bowl. Oh man, come on! They can't, they can't write it better than that. So, um, I do believe that only and I do have, um, you know, I do have Green Bay winning it because, oh. because Green Bay has the offense that will be able to, um, to match Mahomes. He's not scared of Mahomes, Pretty much, if you think about it, um, Mah- and Rodgers was Mahomes before Mahomes. I mean, we were talking the same way about Rodgers, the way we're talking about Mahomes right now. His, his his talent, how young he is, what he's doing at this level. I mean, we never seen this before. We were saying all that stuff when, when Rodgers was in the league. So the fact that he's now, you know, he's looking at this person, that he's like, it's no way he's going to let him go ahead and beat him. And I think the defense, I think the defense, Green Bay had the better defense than the Chiefs. And um, that's my that's my pick for the Super Bowl. What do you real, think, Antonio? Hey,
3: I, I I like the picks. You know, first off, in the NFC side, we're finally going to get – the NFL is winning, and they're loving this from a branding standpoint because we're finally getting that Tom Brady-Aaron Rodgers matchup that everybody wanted in the Super Bowl, sort of like with how we wanted Kobe and LeBron to play yep. in the finals that we right. never got. So now we're getting it for the right to get to the Super Bowl. So this is – that's a, that's a good thing. And, you know, if, and then on the AFC side, um, uh, you look at that, that uh, Chiefs and, and uh, Bills matchup it is hopefully Patrick Mahomes is healthy. But yeah. to your point, Steph, Pat, one of the things that I like that Andy Reid and Eric Enemy did is when Patrick Mahomes went out, they didn't change the playbook. They called the plays that they would call if Patrick Mahomes was out there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, yeah, you know, so, um, the Bills will have a chance to uh, game plan, but if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, I think the I think the Chiefs are going to stick with their game plan and stick with their playbook. So um, you know, and make sure that their team is comfortable. I got the Chiefs winning, especially if Mahomes plays. Got the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, and then I want Aaron Rodgers to go, and I want Aaron Rodgers to get one as well. So I'm picking Green Bay. Hard to pick against Tom Brady, but I'm picking Green Bay. Awesome.
4: Please pick a good Tom Brady, man. He's not, he's <laughs> to, it's hard to pick. Feel free to go I, ahead and do that. You know what, I, what, I, what I love about Aaron Rodgers is they drafted that quarterback, <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers said he ain't getting on the field. And, you know, hard over talent. I was, he, they lit that fire up under him, and he said, I'm about to have an MVP career because y'all think I'm done. And that's why I love the way that he he's performed. So, yeah, I agree with you guys. I got Green Bay and Kansas City. I think Kansas City's going to go back-to-back though in the Super Bowl.
0: Thanks. So, yeah. I can't all do that. Right. I'm a Raider fan here. No, yeah, I know. I fans, know it's hard. That
4: <laughs> it's <laughs> hard. <laughs> it's <laughs> hard. <laughs> it's yeah, hard. It's yeah, hard. You know, they actually, you know, <laughs> <laughs> difference, though, you know, because, he you know, Tyreek Hill, you know, he's a cheetah. And, you know, the difference between our wide receivers that we used to get and Ty- <laughs> Tyreek Hill, he could do a lot more better as far as catching. You yeah. know, we, we had Rocket and <laughs> Ishmael and all these fast receivers, but they couldn't catch nothing. You know what? <laughs> I mean,
0: when, you know being, being a Raider fan, what I I mean, there was like long-time Raider fan and 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 hearing uh, you know, we had yeah, James Jet, James <laughs> Jet, Tim like, Brown, and the funny thing about the James Jet, it was like he has world class speed. He was in the Olympics, and I'm thinking like he he ran the 100 Can't 100 catch. yards, and I'm thinking like, okay, man. But we playing football, okay? So when you're looking a race, and this dude is not taking, getting his stride, he's basically getting into his motion
2: <laughs> <at> 50 yards.
0: <laughs> We are not throwing fifty to sixty yards past you <laughs> No, but hey, it but, doesn't matter. Hey, so your but, world class speed right. and you just coming out of the, it's nobody's throwing the ball that
4: far. But wait a minute. We but, need a forty time. What's your forty time? Right, right, right. Hey, but who was the cat that right. was on his knees throwing fifty yards and we imagine track. Marcus
1: Russell? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bro, don't get me started. We ain't got, time. This. We got it's it's time. time.
1: Thank you so much for joining the show. Please oh, once again I let everybody, everybody know. Let everybody know how they can keep up keep up up with you and uh keep a watch on the
3: antonio williams show please please subscribe it's on the vocal network um and that's v-o-k-a-l it's called the antonio williams show talking about all sorts of things in sports and uh, you can also catch me on ig at Sports. again not creative in the spelling it's exactly how it sounds <laughs> Sports. once again it's all appreciate you guys having me stay on really quick we have one last thing
1: Money mics out of bounds. <laughs> Money mics out of bounds. Segment we got to go. This. Keep you on Andrew. for that, Antonio. Antonio, I got to ask you, man. I got to ask you. So
4: last week, man, there, um, um, Danny Green, our boy Danny Green was was walking down the turnstile after the game. Oh, wow. that, the guy yelled out to him, said, "Hey, man, you went zero for nine. Oh, you know, man. come on, man, you got to do better." And that dude said, "I got, th- I got three rings." I, I, yeah I honest, am I out of bounds? Am I out bounds to say that his the way he performs, he shot on our team and, and this year too. Am I out of bounds to say that his rings are just as valuable as Adam Morrison's?
1: <laughs> no, not that bad. Am, yeah. I to, am I, I, yeah, I you know, Am I, oh, man. Because, all i right. <laughs> I'm gonna let Antonio hey, get this and then I'm gonna lay into you. No, I wanna know. All right, all right, all right. Antonio, you got the floor. <laughs> I saw his
3: performance when he was on our team. Man, come on, man. I, am I out of bounds? You, you know, D Green man has um, you know, when he got one with, with uh with the Spurs, you know, he 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 contributed mightily to that one. Yes. He did. He was a contributor there. And um and even in Toronto, he had some moments, you know, he didn't have the best season in L.A., but, <laughs> but he certainly had some moments in Toronto. So um, so I, I don't want to as, as a guy that being in this in this industry, the only ring that I have, you know, um, is when I was working and scouting and player personnel for the Boston Red Sox. when We won to broke the curse in 04. It is hard as you don't know. Well, you do know what. To win a ring, <laughs> so uh, yep. I, I don't want to disparage Danny's uh, rings. He he contributed to a couple. No, I mean,
4: so so you're saying you're you really telling me that the way you're really out. telling me. out, out of balance. Balance. No, he, yes. he got
1: a ring. Adam Morrison's <laughs> ring is valuable. Stop it. Adam Morrison didn't play a minute. He didn't <laughs> play
4: a minute. <laughs> Danny Green played defense. He didn't and... make a shot. Stop All right, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Am I okay? You're saying yes. I'm out of bounds. Stop it.
1: Okay, pass out of bounds. I'm, I'm you, you know you
4: out of bounds. And you know why you're out of
0: bounds. First of all, you're going to give. Come on. I ain't heard the Adam Morrison name. You might she as well have said. Okay, you Mark How
4: about No. Bro. Okay, Isaiah Ryder. Okay,
0: it, you talk about a starter. Let's start there. Did he start the game? Huh? Did he start? He started. Okay, well, well I mean, for nine. So you can't put somebody. <laughs> you can't like you can't put like Adam right. Morrison and Jr. Ryder. That's you know, going a little Mitch far, Richmond.
1: money. It's but, a but little see, heavy. But,
4: but see, this is my my issue is like when someone goes to critique you, a fan, you know, critique you about your 0 for nine. Just tell the dude, yeah, man, my bad. I got to get better. Don't don't throw the three rings in the Absolutely face. Absolutely not. I'm offended by Absolutely it. Absolutely not. You let that fool know. We you just, let him
0: we know what's up. <laughs> you don't let him slide at all. Let that. If you ran down there and said, you, let, I would say, Danny Green, let that fool know. He watching you play ball. Okay. Cool,
4: cool. All right, cool.
0: Thank you, Antonio. You're awesome. <laughs> we'll have you back on thank very you, good.
4: All right. Antonio, thank hey. you very much for coming on, man. We really appreciate you. Awesome, man. You
3: know, hey, I appreciate you all, and I need to return the favor. I got to interview you guys for sure. Absolutely. Oh, definitely, man. Can't have a blast. Thank you so much. You have a great night. You too appreciate you. We'll All see right. you online.
1: All right. Oh, that's great, guys. Antonio's yeah. great. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so next week, uh Antonio's great, but next week we do have a special show coming up we want to let everyone kind of know about. Um, and that is that uh we are gonna do a Kobe special next week because of course the Uh, anniversary, uh, unfortunate anniversary of his passing and the tragic death of nine people in that helicopter. So uh, with that, Uh, There has been a request, and we would just like to share that with everybody because we're going to go ahead and uh, abide by this, and we would just like to share this. Uh, Vanessa Bryant has asked and understands that people are going to do memorials and pictures and uh, uh, pay tribute to Kobe and Gianna and the others that were in that uh, horrible accident, but she has asked specifically that you do not post pictures of the accident itself, the wreckage, or anything distasteful. And uh, everybody here at the Profanity Nation, we will, of course, abide by that. Not that we would have ever done that anyways. But if you're listening, uh, if you have a heart, um, if you love Kobe, then uh, keep it tasteful. Keep it respectful. Show your love the proper way and uh, show the Bryant family some respect on uh, that day. Absolutely. On that day. Well, so you no know,
4: respect every you know 365 not not just on that day.
1: Yeah. But we have to that also That day is special. Yeah, though. we have
4: to also remember though like you know we we lost uh, somebody that that was a legend to us, you know, for in in for the world, for the game, but you know, she, she lost a husband and and and, and the father. So, you know, we always want <clears throat> respect the
1: you know, the wise um, or the family's um, wishes. Absolutely. families of the loved ones. Okay. So with that, we will still have a great show. It will be fun. It'll be exciting. We're going to have a ton of Kobe stuff, Kobe fans. You guys will be there. We'll be there. It'll be wonderful. As always, join us on Instagram. Join us on Facebook, YouTube. We're now on Twitch, streaming live each week on Twitch. So you can watch the show on Twitch. So now you've got four ways to watch it live. Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, or Twitch. You can join us on the Good News Radio Network. If you want to listen and comment live. And of course, you're always welcome to call into the show at 877 311 fans. Guys, Money Mike, Stat Pat. Great Wash show. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. See right? you next
0: week. Hey, just want to say a shout out to, um, you know, shout out to Antonio, man, because I was, I mean, uh, as, as far as guests go, man, I I think I would, I mean, I. I think I'm with the school tonight. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. In fact, He was just letting us use this just you know, the knowledge, man. And it was a really good show. I really enjoyed that. So, shout out to Mr. Williams. And I can't wait to have you on your show, uh, be on your show, and you come on our show again because, man, I mean, I could just sit and listen
1: to you talk all night. That was fun. That was right, great. Right, Thank right. you. All right. Thanks to everybody. You guys all have a great night. Thanks for sticking with us with another long episode. We seem to be getting longer, guys, but it's all good information yeah. and it's all fun. So, everybody, stick with us. We love you. Thank you so much.
5: So you think your sneakers look good, huh?
1: Check this out.
5: Even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers.
0: Can I get a holla holla?
5: So how do you take your boring regular sneakers and convert them to unique dynamic sneakers that will stand out? Yo, that answer is easy. You need to get, get, get laced with Get Laced Shoelaces. Yes, sir. Visit GetLacedLaces.com or check us out on Instagram at GetLaced. underscore.
1: Hey guys, you got to check out the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. It's a family owned and operated pre-ICO, Prop D compliant and recreational collective serving Chatsworth, the San Fernando Valley and the surrounding Los Angeles areas. They offer discounts for all our veterans and seniors 55 plus, as well as first-time patient and referral discounts. You can order online at purelifesfv.org. That's purelifesfv.org.